0: Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and prioritize yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired, so you can enjoy your life and your success. I bought into the six hours of sleep thing, but it resulted in a health crisis and I lost my six figure business. I realized that sleep wasn't wasted time, it's when my body does its magic. It's not as simple as just deciding to sleep longer, you need to prioritize sleep, change your sleep story and have tools that make it easy. That's why I created Sleep Fabulously. Head to sleepfabulously.com to sign up now. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello, and today I'm so honored to welcome world-renowned Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride. Now, Dr. Natasha is not a stranger to this podcast. Her episode, which is episode number 18, is still my most downloaded podcast. So it's wonderful to have her back on the show. Welcome to you, Dr. Natasha. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: I'm a medical doctor. I'm a creator of a concept of GAPS, G-A-P-S, which stands for Gut and Psychology Syndrome and Gut and Physiology Syndrome. Both in the English language abbreviate to the same GAPs. What we have with GAPs, we have a person with abnormal gut flora. Majority of people know that we have microbes living inside our digestive system. Well, uh, recent research discovered that 90% of all cells in the human body are in our gut flora. So that means that your body is only 10%. It's a shell, a habitat for this muscle microbes. And the more we research them, the more we're realizing that actually they are truly in charge of everything that's going on in our bodies, everything that's going on in your brain, in your lungs, in your heart, everywhere in your body. These microbes uh, play a crucial role in. So it is very important for us to keep that microbial community balanced, harmonious with us, happy with us. And that's what Mother Nature designed for us. The problem is we human beings are very good at creating disharmony, On our planet in different habitats in different places and we've done the same with uh, that ecosystem inside us all the antibiotics that we take all the commercial foods that are produced by our commercial industrial agriculture are full of chemicals which in their nature are antibiotics pesticides fungicides herbicides other sides they're antibiotics in their nature so every time you eat foods out of a supermarket you're eating antibiotics And these things kill off certain microbes in the microbial community, but no chemical is capable of killing everything. They just kill a part, while the other parts, which were balanced with that part, which were controlled by that part, now get out of control. And they start causing trouble. As long as all the microbes are together and they are controlling each other and not allowing any one of them to get out of control, A part of it is missing, the rest get out of control. And from being beneficial for us, good for us, they become pathogenic. They become our enemies. They start digesting food in their own way, converting it into thousands of very poisonous chemicals. At the same time, they damage the gut lining, making it porous and uh, leaky. So all these chemicals absorb, And uh, so the digestive system, instead of being a source of nourishment for the person, becomes a major source of toxicity in the body. A river of toxins flows from the gut into the blood, into the lymph, and get distributed around the body. Wherever these toxins get to, they will cause disease. If they get into your brain, they can cause any group of symptoms that the brain can respond with to this particular mixture of chemicals. It can be memory loss, It can be emotional instability, it can be hallucinations, it can be panic attacks, it can be obsessive-compulsive disorder, it can be oppositional defiant disorder, it can be epilepsy, or it can be schizophrenia. If this happens in a developing small child, when the child's brain clogs with with toxicity, the child can become autistic, hyperactive, dyslexic, dyspraxic, oppositional. Any kind of group of symptoms can be... um, produced by the brain to respond to this chemical uh, intoxication. These children's brains are basically poisoned. From my point of view, 100% of autistic children in our world were born with a perfectly normal brain. These were perfectly normal babies, but because they acquire abnormal gut flora from their parents, from day one, their gut becomes a major source of toxicity and it poisons the little brain of the baby, of the child, And the brain can't develop properly as a result, as long as this bombardment of toxicity continues. Uh, So the child develops uh, with autism, or develops with hyperactivity, attention deficit, uh, obsessions, compulsions, clingy, all kinds of whatever. Whatever individual mixture of chemicals are bombarding the brain, the brain will respond with an individual group of symptoms. That is why none of these children fit perfectly into any diagnostic box because they're all unique. They all have a unique group of chemicals attacking the brain and as a result, they have a unique clinical picture, many of these children. So this is GAPS. This is gut and psychology syndrome. When this chemical river gets into your lungs, you can develop asthma um, or PD, or any other lung disorder. If they get into your heart, you can get heart palpitations, abnormal rhythm, and other problems myopathy if they get into your liver they can block up uh, many functions in the liver liver is a major detoxifying organ in the human body our cleaner in the body and if it gets blocked up then you can't deal with the environmental toxicity all these toxins and traffic jams in the cities uh, in our water in our air and everywhere else that come into the body the liver cannot handle as a result, uh, they just accumulate in different organs and they cause trouble, they cause disease in the person. If these toxins get into your kidneys, they can cause nephropathy, uh, urinary tract infections, um, chronic cystitis, bed wetting. If they get into your skin, they can cause eczema, psoriasis and uh, dermatitis, and any other skin problem. Wherever they get you, they cause trouble. So what um, we've created with the GAPS nutritional protocol uh, I've created a program, which is a nutritional program where we drive out pathogens from the digestive system, and we heal and seal the gut wall, we rebuild a new gut wall for the person, for the child or for the adult, and we re-establish normal balanced microbial community in the gut of the person. And once that happens, that preview of toxicity stops. The gut seals itself, it stops leaking, leaching all these chemicals in. That level of toxicity stops, and the rest of the body cleans up. Your brain cleans up, your liver cleans up, your lungs, your heart, your kidneys, your muscles, your skin, everything cleans up. And as a result, all the diseases that were caused by that situation disappear in the person. Depends on how severe the situation was, it can take several years for the person to recover. If it was a mild situation, then people recover much quicker, obviously. And and these people, the mild end, uh, then eventually can come off the GAPS diet. Because the most important element of the GAPS nutrition protocol is the GAPS diet. And uh, once the person uh, recovered, they can come off it, they can reintroduce things that they couldn't eat while they were on the diet. But people with severe health problems, such as fibromyalgia, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, Myalgic Encephalomyelitis, Multiple Sclerosis, Rheumatoid Arthritis, Diabetes Type 1, Schizophrenia, Autism, and other things like that. Once they recover, they have to stay on the GAPS diet. It's a very wholesome, delicious diet. It is actually quite easy to follow once you have learned how to follow it. And it is based on the traditional wisdom of the way all traditional societies used to eat, used to cook the way your great-grandmother or grandmother used to cook and use everything that they had on their homestead. So it is a very traditional, wholesome, and nutrient-dense diet. It will prevent all sorts of problems, uh, aging problems, middle-aged problems, all kinds of problems. And it keeps the human body in a strong, robust state where all the tissues, all the organs in the human body are kept uh, made out of good-quality materials, and are functioning to their optimum. So that is what GAPS is about.
0: So how did you become to be so focused on gut health? Was there something at the beginning that started that journey for you? It probably was my fate.
1: (laughs) When I was a a child, when I was about um, eight months old or or 10 or or 12 months old, um, I I contracted the food infection Um, food poisoning and I didn't recover from it I nearly died I just had this diarrhea it was terrible weight loss and uh, nobody could help so uh, my parents wrote to my grandparents who lived in the village in the middle of Russia in the Euro mountains because I come from the Soviet Union originally and my grandmother came to the city she took me uh, and, and took me to the village and she killed me she just healed me with a diet that is very similar to what I'm prescribing now. Very similar uh, to the gap style. Pretty much is Gapstein. My, my grandmother was uh, a village healer. She knew herbs, she knew foods, she knew ways of helping people, how to recover. She was one of those wise women in the village. And uh, I spent a lot of my childhood with my grandparents. afterwards, And I learned a lot from them. And then when I had my first child, at the age of three, he was diagnosed with autism. Uh, which was a huge shock. And very quickly discovered that my own profession had absolutely nothing to offer my child. So I I had to look elsewhere. And all the knowledge that I've already got from my grandmother and from my culture came to the surface. And I've read everything I could read, I went to conferences and other things. And that's how the GAPS nutritional protocol was born. I realized from a very early age that uh, my son's problem was from the gut. No doubt about it, because he had severe digestive symptoms severe digestive problems. And having implemented uh, the diet, I, he recovered. He is now a, a young man who is um, living a perfectly normal life. He recovered fully from autism. So um, that taught me a very uh, strong lesson. And as I was working with him, I started working with other families with autistic children and that's how my clinic evolved and the whole concept of GAPS has evolved.
0: Yes, and it's wonderful that it's now worldwide because you've trained so many practitioners and so many families are getting support. So if we can steer the conversation now towards how does what we eat impact the quality of our sleep?
1: Tremendously. It's an absolute foundation of our good sleep because sleep is a function of the brain and our hormonal system. Both uh, systems, the nervous system and the hormonal system, are very hungry for good nutrition. They require high-quality protein, high-quality fats, and they are high-fat organs. So they require really good-quality fats. And if a person is on a standard Western diet, then uh, their organs in the body are made out of poor-quality materials. Because what you need to understand is that all cells in the human body only live a short life. They accomplish their functions, they work very hard, and then they die and get shut off, get removed. And new cells are born to replace them, new baby cells. In order for the body to give birth to trillions of new cells every day, in your brain, in your spine, in your liver, in your heart, everywhere, building materials are required. And if you take a human body and you remove water out of it, about 70% of us is water. The dry weight is about 50-50, protein and fat. So that is what the the building materials were made from. So in order to give birth to trillions of cells, quality protein is required and quality fat is required. And if your major source of fat are processed vegetable oils, largely, which our um, um, processed foods are full of, all our commercial foods are full of, and the propaganda goes on promoting these poisonous things, um, majority of people live on those. They're afraid of animal fats. They do not have animal fats. But it is animal fats that are the most compatible with our own fat that our body is made from. Animal fats, not plant oils. Plant oils are inappropriate for building our structure, our physical structure. Animal fats, unadulterated animal fats. The same with protein. When we look at the protein that our bodies are made from, when we analyze that protein in the laboratory, we find that the only proteins in our food that are suitable for building us are animal proteins, meat, fish, eggs, and dairy. Plants are full of protein, uh, but these proteins are inappropriate for building our physical structure. Their amino acid composition is wrong. Some amino acids are in excess, other ones are in deficiency, and uh, the whole mixture just doesn't work. And also plant proteins are indigestible for the human digestive system we can't digest them properly. A good example is gluten. That's the most researched plant protein. The more we research gluten, the more we realize that no human being on this planet can digest it or metabolize it. It damages everybody. Whether you develop symptoms from it or not, whether your body has learned to cope with that gluten or not, it damages everybody because it's indigestible and it's completely inappropriate for building our protein, building our physical structure. The same for all other plant proteins, from nuts, from peas, from beans, from soya, from anywhere else. They're inappropriate. So on the CAPS diet, we eat uh, a lot of animal, our major source of protein are animal foods, and our major source of fat are animal foods as well. We, we, go, we focus on animal fats. And when these building materials start coming into the body, your body is built out of quality materials. You have Quality body, rather than a body made out of processed rubbish junk. Excuse, excuse the word. So, uh, when your brain is made out of quality materials, when your hormonal system is made out of quality materials, everything works well. Everything's ticking on very well. I know many um, uh, yasters who have been on my diet for a long time now. They can sleep pretty much stuffing up. <laughs> they still get. <laughs> You just leave them alone. They will. They will pull up and the position anywhere in the car, on the plane, anywhere. You know, sitting up, they will still fall asleep. They'll still have a good sleep. (laughs) They'll be fine. But if the person's body is made out of rubbish, nothing works. Nothing works. You get allergies. Your brain doesn't quite work. You know, so your emotions might be all over the place. Your memory might not be so great. Your learning ability might be so not so great. And your hormones are all over the place. When the hormones are all over the place. Uh, We can't sleep well and and nothing else works in the body because our hormones are the rulers of our metabolism. One of the major hormones responsible for good sleep is cortisol. That's a hormone produced by our adrenal glands. And uh, cortisol is a fight and flight hormone. It's It's a stress hormone, basically. When we have high cortisol in our bloodstream, we can't sleep. No way. Because that... Hormone uh, tells the brain there's a danger around We're in danger. We need to be alert, we need to run away, we need to be uh, ready to save ourselves. So in order to fall asleep, cortisol needs to be low, pretty much down to very, very low numbers or even zero. And that's what Mother Nature designed for us about eight o'clock in the evening, in healthy people with healthy bodies, built out of proper quality materials, Cortisol goes down pretty much to zero. And that is the time to go to bed when cortisol is down. Because then you fall asleep nicely without any trouble. And you sleep well. About 2 o'clock in the morning, starting from that period, 3 o'clock in the morning maybe, and some people early, cortisol starts gradually rising together with the sun. It's connected to the sun, cortisol. It starts rising. So by uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, it is up to normal levels. So you can wake up and you can face the day. That's the normal um, daily cycle of cortisol. And during the day, it stays at the normal level, more or less, at a a level like that. Problem is, many people in our modern world stimulate its production all the time. Coffee, too much, stimulates its production, tea, caffeine, any kind of stressful job, stressful situations in life, uh, horror films, dramas, action films, parties, drinking too much alcohol, burning your candle from both ends, as people say. All of that stimulates cortisol production. And many people do that in the evenings. Instead of winding down gradually to a good sleep, they come home from work when we had a stressful job during the days or pumping cortisol. And then we come home and we do emails and we do bills, which is also stressful activity. Uh, So your cortisol has to stay high because you're stressed out. You're worried, you're stressed out, you're thinking about bills and money and debts and things like that. And then we uh, maybe have an argument with our household, sorting out children, sorting out problems, uh, discussing problems. And then we go and watch news on the TV, which are all negative. (laughs) They're always negative. So (laughs) that, that raises your cortisol again. And then we watch some horror film some drama, or some horrible, something you know that pumps makes you pump up more cortisol, or we even might have a cup of coffee in the evening. Some people do that, or have alcohol. Alcohol can knock you out uh, for 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 a few minutes, but after that, your cortisol is high. Alcohol will cause higher cortisol in your body. So when you come out of that drunken state, you will not be able to sleep. So alcohol is not a good way of going to sleep. Not a good way. So for any any person who is uh, in that situation and finds it difficult to fall asleep and wind out, the first thing I recommend is um, from seven, eight o'clock in the evening, no TV, no stressful jobs, no stressful emails, avoid all um, stressful conversations or stressful activity. No coffee, no alcohol, just go and do something outside. Have your dinner. Go and do something outside. Work in the garden. Go for a walk. Take your dog for a walk. Wind down with nature. And it is essential for a person without, with uh, any sleep problems to go to bed before 9 p.m. Not later. Yes. 9 p.m., you're in bed without fail. And before then, you take an hour to wind down. Let your cortisol da- get down. Calm down. And then you go to sleep. And if you're not falling asleep when you went initially, perhaps you will not, because many people are, have abnormal daily cycle of cortisol. Abnormal. Because they've been subjected to this stimulation for years and years, for a long time, uh, their cortisol doesn't have a normal daily cycle as it's supposed to have. It might take you a month or so to get it back into that state, into a normal cycle. So you have to change your lifestyle. That's very, very important. So no later than 9 p.m. you're in bed. And whether you fall asleep or not fall asleep, you stay in bed and meditate. Meditation is a wonderful way for us to normalize everything in our bodies. There are many ways of meditating, so find the one that is best for you. So just lie down and meditate. There is a lot of guided meditation where you just lie down, you put that tape on, you CD, and you listen. It's easy. That's all you do easy, yeah. so so try the guided meditation, and just go to sleep, and if you do that regularly, every night, that you, you, you just tell your household, I'm I'm off to bed at 9 p.m., that's it, <laughs> you won't see me, <laughs> yeah. night. and then uh, there are many good herbs which help us to um, normalize our stress response, to normalize our adrenals, they're called adaptogens, so ginseng is there, roseola, rosea, uh, shizandra and uh, Cordyceps and some other mushrooms and herbs. So it's a, uh, if you if you go to uh, online and uh, look at adaptogens, there are many very good formulas online. Adaptogen supplements. These supplements, many people take them. These supplements, but they don't know uh, how to take them. They take them at the wrong time. It's essential to take the first one, the first capsule of adaptogen, before you get out of bed, before you become vertical. So prepare it in the evening. Have that bottle of adaptogen by your bedside with a glass of water. So as soon as you open your eyes, before you even sit up in bed, you just take one capsule of those. And uh, then lie there for another five minutes or so. Meditate, think about your day, program your day, and then get up. And you will find that that really works. That That would make the adaptogen really work. Because that stimulates normal production of uh, hormones in the body, the balance is everything. In order, uh, in order to for us to sleep, other hormones need to be in balance too. Because if your thyroid function is low, you'll be sleepy, lethargic all day long. But then when you go to bed, you can't wind down. You can't actually fall asleep, your sleep is light. So you're tired all the time. And uh, in majority of GAPS people, initially their thyroid gland can be hyperactive, and then it burns out you become, you develop low thyroid function. So, research into gut flora, now discovered that this is actually our biggest endocrine organ of gut. Because all of those little microbes sitting inside our digestive tract produce hormones. They've got their own hormonal balance. And those hormones absorb, and they talk to our hormonal system. And if you have abnormal gut flora, the flow of hormones from them will also be abnormal. And that Mm -hmm. will unbalance your hormonal system. Your thyroid hormone problems will be low, your adrenals will be all over the place, your sex hormones will be all over the place, causing abnormalities in your body shape, in your behavior, in your menstrual cycles, in uh, productivity and and other things. So in order for us to have normal hormonal balance, we must focus on the gut flora first. Mm -hmm. It is essential to normalize that balance first to heal and seal your gut, normalize your gut flora and then hormones will restore themselves they become uh, they get into a normal balance normal harmonious balance with the body and then everything starts working because hormones are the rules of our metabolism as i already mentioned they work on every cell every function in the body and if their balance is abnormal you'll be developing symptoms out of woodworks all kinds which look completely unconnected with each other but they're all connected to that particular abnormal hormone that is acting in your body so it is essential to normalize all our other moments
0: yeah so there's this real balance it's like the yin and yang between the the right amount of good bacteria in balance that brings then the other benefits so that what's the other side of that coin what if people for example let's say they do have a decent sleep but they haven't followed your ideas around getting enough sleep or good quality sleep. So what is the impact on the body then of not getting good quality sleep? It's very
1: profound um, because sleep is essential for us. Sleep is the time when the body detoxifies, cleanses, and the brain processes all the information that you got during the day. And not only today, but it might be uh, processing information that you've got before um, and even last year because that information last year is connected to what's happened today somehow. And the brain needs to do that work. And the side effect of that work in many cases is dreaming. Very often our dreams are basically about what's happened today, about the latest film you watched. And somehow it all mingles into this <laughs> phantasmagoric story. <laughs> and, uh, and we should be able to remember our dreams. If a person is not remembering their dreams, there could be vitamin deficiencies and, and vitamin A deficiency in the body, particularly B6 is vital for remembering our dreams when you wake up in the morning. So the brain needs to go through that process because if you don't give it enough time to sort out all that information, discard some of it, Um, combine some of it, put it into certain shelves, basically shelve it into the right places. Filing. (laughs) That's right, file it in the right places in your your memory to form the memories. Then you get an information overload. The brain can get an information overload. If all that information that is still pending and waiting to be processed and filed appropriately, because what the brain does, once it processes the information, information gets discarded, you forget it. But the knowledge, the wisdom out of that information is filed and it's combined with other wisdoms that you got from other days, from other parts of your life. All of that is essential to to, to get done. But if the brain didn't have enough time or ability to do that, then that pile of information piles up and at certain point it gets full. That tank of information gets full. No new information can come in. That's when you find that you start developing depression Depression is very much connected to this information overload, very much. Because um, there are are major functions in our brain, in our whole being, uh, of being interested in this world, loving our life, participating in our life. And a major part of that is getting information from the world. In order to be interested in our lives and interested in the world, we need to be getting new information all the time. And create new information, and create connections. But if your information tank is full, and the brain is unable to accept any more information, you become depressed. The li- Life loses meaning. It, it just loses, there's no point in it anymore. The person can become depressed, uh, memory can go down, learning ability can go down, emotions become very negative, and the whole thing can just spiral. Spiral. Mm-hmm. So sleep is absolutely vital. It isn't... Uh, Uh, just a a useless time that is taken out of your uh, useful activity not at all it's uh, a vital vital part of our lives
0: yes and i I guess also when you mentioned the depression there is then it makes sense to me why a lot of uh, people who are dealing with depression feel like they need to sleep more it's almost like avoidance the brain is just closing down because it can't process more Absolutely. The brain
1: cannot process more. It can't take any more information.
0: So it shuts down.
1: So information just doesn't come in. And as a result, you become... It's like you know being um, imprisoned in a black box with no stimulation whatsoever. If you do that to an animal, the animal becomes depressed. Any animal, and these experiments have been done. So that's what the person finds. They live in a black box. Mm. Yeah. They're imprisoned in their own little black box with no information, and it is a very, very sad state um, mm. to be. Sad, yes, state, so there's, there's, yeah,
0: there's just so many things there, Dr. Natasha. Around you're impacted by obviously what you're eating every day, you know, the environment that you're living in, and the toxins you're exposed to. So, by uh, making good choices around what you eat and where its sources are you are also protecting yourself and your brain, but then making sure that you do get the quality sleep that you need to give the body time to allow the brain to detox, to allow the memories to be formed and stored and the insights created. It's sort of like a virtuous circle, all of them working together. It's not just one thing. It's not just say, I'll eat well, but it doesn't matter if you don't sleep. It's both.
1: Absolutely. It's a, it's a daily cycle. It's a rhythm. Our life is rhythmical. It's a rhythm. And this rhythm connected to the sun rising up, being in the sky, then setting down, then the night, connected to the moon, connected to the whole cycle of our planet Earth, because the planet Earth is also cyclical. So, And we are cyclical creatures. So sleep is an essential part of that cycle, absolutely essential. Magical things happen during sleep wonderful things happen. If your hormones and all your hormones rebalance during sleep and also your microbes in the gut and everywhere else in your body because your body is populated everywhere with microbial community. All these microbes have their own daily cycle. They have to go uh, to sleep. And if you're still watching a horror movie and drinking coffee or a Coca-Cola, or something else like that, stimulating yourself at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, not only your uh, um, cortisol level is high, not only your body is out of normal daily cycle, the microbial cycles are all upset. Hmm. The microbes all become hyperactive, (laughs) and manic, and and schizophrenic, and uh, they'll cause you such trouble if you push them into that, that state that you don't want to know you know it's a, they, they really are important for us those microbes so for any person with abnormal sleep problems I do recommend go on the GAPS diet you don't have to start from the GAPS introduction diet because GAPS diet has several uh, varieties so uh, go on the full GAPS diet where you have a full list of foods uh, available to you and um, Structure your diet the way uh, your taste buds are telling you. Uh, read, read. There's a good good article on my blog, drnatasha.com, dr-natasha.com, uh, which is called One Man's Meat is Another Man's Poison. Please read that article to understand that you're a unique individual and you need to um, tailor the diet to your unique needs because one size fits all doesn't work never never did never will for any human being so please read that article read my book read the gaps book and uh, it's a self-help book you don't necessarily need any consultations with anybody the vast majority of people around the world just got the book followed the book and got the results but we now have a, a, a company called gaps training so I have been training uh, health practitioners in the GAPS Nutrition Protocol. We call them certified GAPS practitioners. We have more than 5,000 around the world. There are quite a few in Australia. Uh, so if you need spe- uh, specialized help, contact one of these practitioners. We have uh, GAPS Australia. That is a company in Australia, GAPS Australia, run by a wonderful lady called Linda Patterson. She is one of the most experienced GAPS practitioners in the world. So. Um, She will either be able to help you personally or will direct you to an experienced practitioner if you need that help. We have new courses coming in. We will have a course called GAPS Coaches, which is going to be launched this autumn in October. And uh, this will be people who are not, uh, didn't have any prior medical training. This is just lay people who went through the GAPS nutritional protocol, got results, have got some experience, and they would like to start practicing as a GAPS coach. So we will train these people, we'll certify them, they will have a diploma, and they will be able to open a clinical, to open a practice. And what these people will do, they will not be practitioners, but they will be hands-on people. They will be able to go into people's homes, help them with cooking, help them with shopping, help them with practical issues, help, help them with reorganizing their lives, particularly for people who maybe have low levels of energy, people with chronic fatigue syndrome, with fibromyalgia, people who are in wheelchairs, maybe exhausted mothers of autistic children because these poor parents are absolutely exhausted. It's very difficult for them to make any changes in life. So these people will be hands-on. They will be able to come to your house and assist you physically, help you uh, to start the program and to, to forward the program. So that's mm-hmm. another training course that we are just launching. And there will be other training courses. We will be doing courses for gap chefs, we'll be training GAPS Shots and uh, we'll be doing other courses as well. So that's gapstraining.com, the website.
0: Okay, great. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well, Dr. Natasha. And so just to close, what are your tips for living fabulously?
1: I always tell people that human body is a miraculous creation. It's the pinnacle of evolution on our planet. All the processes of healing and proper functioning and happiness and health are programmed into our body. Being healthy is the natural state for us. It's the most natural, the most proper state for us. And it is us humans, through our human activities, that are not allowing our bodies to live to their full potential. So all you have to do is listen to your body. Work with your body. Trust it. Trust it. Just keep feeding it high-quality food. Keep giving it good rest. Keep keep it keeping your mind positive. That's extremely important. Just give your body all the tools to fix itself, and it will. It will fix itself. I had so many people who came to me with so called diagnosed with so called incurable conditions. Um, uh, uh, the name incurable comes from the mainstream medic- medicine, because the mainstream medicine doesn't know what to do with these patients. But the fact that your doctor doesn't know what you do doesn't mean that information doesn't exist elsewhere. So just thank your doctor, and and move on. Uh, Look look somewhere else, because the information always exists elsewhere. The mainstream medicine doesn't have a a patent on on health information, thankfully. I had many patients who were diagnosed with genetic conditions, which are considered with incurable and a doom and gloom prediction. got so many years to live and that's it children adults and then they go on the gaps nutritional protocol and they become well and they can forget about that horrible diagnosis and they can live their lives so we've seen so many miracles so don't give up on yourself don't give up on your body trust it love it give it everything it asks for give it everything it needs and you might have another miracle Yes,
0: very wise words, Dr. Natasha, because I love that you say that health is a natural state. Being healthy is a natural state. So that's where we we started and where many of us need to get back to. So thank you so much for talking to me today. And you can find Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride. Her website is com. She's also um, on Facebook and the gaps dr natasha and you these will be in the show notes and i'll find the blog and put the the link there so you can use it directly from the website and dr natasha thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today and i love that there is this what i mentioned earlier was a virtuous circle is you know eat well sleep well, live well. To me, it's, it is that beautiful virtuous circle. So thank you so much. That's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice, It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.